Turn up podcast all up in your ear. Talking all that good, good you wanna hear. Stogies, bourbons, and everything in between. Griffin, you are not experts by any means, so sit back and light one up. Make sure you got something good in your cup. Happy spoken, now enjoy the program. Thank you for being part of the Cigar Club fam. What's going on, Cigar Club family, and welcome back to another episode of the Cigar Club podcast. I'm Pew, and along with me, as always, is Griff Howie. Thank you all so much for listening every week, as well as leaving your thoughts and feedback on each episode. Uh, If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for tuning in. The Cigar Club podcast is where we talk about all things cigars with you, the Cigar Club family, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern. On today's episode, we'll be smoking two $5 cigars to determine if you can find a $5 cigar that is worth your time and money to smoke. Um, now for this, uh, we didn't include shop blends because obviously those aren't uh, available everywhere and usually are very budget-friendly blends, but also can be really good. Um, so these are two name brand cigars that you should be able to find pretty much anywhere. Um, and then little caveat, obviously these were $5 at our local uh, brick and mortar. They may be cheaper or maybe a little touch over uh, at your local retailer. So we won't know what we're smoking until the end. So we're going to light these up side by side and uh, get after it. One of these cigars is already pre-cut uh, or it's not capped. So you don't need to cut that one. And the other one is... Uh, just like a normal cigar. I just went to smell it and went up my nostril a little bit. Ooh. Uh, top of the afternoon, Jeep. You looks like you're wearing the same outfit as last podcast. Brother, are you as well? <laughs> uh, you know, I really like this outfit. So, Well, you know, a cold front came through. and It's uh, cold here. You know, just, it's, it's cold and windy here still. A whole yeah. week later. <laughs> Excuse me. It is um, just chugged a Diet Coke before this. So <clears throat> cover your ears for the next... Five minutes. Uh, I have a couple questions. I don't know. Am I allowed to ask the questions or maybe wait till Ramsey? I would like to know. Yeah, I don't know anything about these. Surely the smaller one was not. But was this petite, petite, petite Corona banded? No kidding. Really? They were both banded, he says. Wow. Interesting. And the smaller one was already cut or you cut it? And it's not even cut straight. Which is cool. Well, it's not cut. It's just uncapped. Oh, I see. So yeah. it's all natural. This um, this smaller, you know, the more substantial one is It's a great size. I like this. Yeah. Unfortunately, all my cigar stuff is at my parents' house. So I'm going to murder these cigars with this I mean, quad smells, flame it torch. It smells good, too. I can say... I very rarely smoke a cigar this size. Uh, the Villiger exports are the ones that I think of the most when I think of like a quick, short yeah. smoke. Uh, I've had, I honestly, I think uh, the Castagli has a couple short smokes that are like this that we oh, try yeah. at PCA. Which one of these could be? I don't remember how that cold draws great. Mm-hmm. You're also lagged on my side, so I'm like, you're not talking, but you're talking. <laughs> It's creeping gotcha. me out. Uh, I lit up. I'm going to call this one a more traditional cigar just for yes. our comparison's sake. Uh, me too. That's fantastic. I got a new lighter as well. Uh, but why you get that lit- lighted? 
Uh, I do want to let everyone know that Warehouse Selects Volume 2 is out now. Uh, so these are going to be completely different cigars than Volume 1. So if you purchase that one, you can purchase this one knowing you'll get a newer range of cigars. Uh, this is our mystery sampler, sampler that is put together by our incredible warehouse team who packs all of your orders and ships out to you at amazing speed each month and each week. My God. Um, and each package will include a variety of premium blends ranging from mild to full-bodied uh, at an incredible price and value. So if you uh, haven't got that yet, go ahead and grab one now. This is amazing. Which are you on the the more traditional cigar? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's probably what a thirty eight by five. I think this is Four? like a twenty five. Really? Because I'm thinking the Villager Miami Lancero is a thirty eight, and I feel like that. Okay, maybe twenty five is wrong. Maybe this is like a thirty to thirty five. But I feel like that one's substantially bigger than than this one here. It's got some underlying spice. Like, do you get any of that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Oh. Four and a half by 36. So we split the difference just about. Four and a half, 36. This is a beast. This is killer. Oh, man. I, I can't wait to find out. I don't even know who makes these sizes. The only one that comes to mind are the two that we've had. And this is clearly not a Villager export. And I think the Castagli ones were smaller than this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they were this, like this size. I don't know. Um, this is... I would buy 50 of these. This would be a yeah. great truck cigar. Oh, you know, I've been doing I saw that. you smoking in your truck the other day. I thought that. you didn't do that. I did it two or three times that day. No shit. It's... I'm starting to stutter. It's um, it's zero harm. Windows down, air yep. off, and I've got a back window too, um, which may or may not help. But um, it doesn't it doesn't stick. It doesn't stay anywhere, and you can't smell yeah. it. So when we were, I lit up uh, like probably on fifteen or sixteen, a whole fifteen or sixteen on Saturday after golf or yeah. w- during golf, and um. I was like, I'm not gonna just toss this. So, had half a half moon, full moon. Sorry, um, full moon. No, I'm thinking full of the dog moon. treats, barbecue, the drinks, new moon. No, high noon, high noon. I'm thinking of full moon dog treats because we bought those yesterday. I went uh, full moon barbecue. So I had a half a high high noon and uh, three quarters of a cigar left, and I was like, no problemo. Windows down, and uh, dude, it is amazing. It was a lot of fun. Are you just hanging out, hanging your cigar out the window the whole time, or are you putting it in like an indoor ash- inside ashtray? The so smoke not- put the smoke got put on this thing is insane too. I oh, kind of like, yeah. I kind of it's resting inside in my hand. Uh huh. But like it's hanging like, out the window. No, but still in the truck. But the smoke's okay. pretty much going straight out. But um, like now, if I go to afternoon beers or whatever at my brother's, light up here because it's only a five minute drive. But um, it's it's a game changer. <laughs> That's, Sam was like, oh, my wife would kill me. Car. Sam, your wife wouldn't even know. I'm telling you. Uh, plus, I mean, when you get to the place, keep the windows down for maybe an hour or something. When uh, we did that. Sorry, you cut no, out no, there. No. I was, uh, uh, when we did this in Bradley's car in Miami, it was the first time I smoked in a vehicle. And the whole time I'm like, oh, my God, please don't ash. Like, that's the only thing that really makes it uncomfortable for me is I don't know what to do with my ash, which is why I asked that question of what the fuck you were doing with it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just tapped it outside. Granted, you know, these were all back roads to the golf course in here. On the highway, maybe uh, something different. But, you know, some people, like, fill up a cup with a little bit of water at the bottom just to tap yeah, it yeah. right into. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I And would. you're also probably not smoking something crazy where, yeah. you know, you're On smoking. On a highway, is- it's like I don't do that because I'm going 80 or 85. And it's just, like, too loud. And the back baby. roads and stuff, it's awesome. Yeah. Highly recommend I, it, was- it. And... Granted, you know, if you have cloth seats too, that could be a little bit yeah. iffy, but um, there's no resemblance whatsoever. And, or if you're uh, leasing it. Or if you're leasing it. I, I, you know, I was the most timid to do this for years and years and years, and finally, like, screw it. Let's do it. It's awesome. It changes driving. Well, it'll change being a passenger for me. I'm liking this <laughs> a lot. Have you lit up the other one? Mm-mm. So... The other one is I'm, I, I assume it's a puro or purito uh, because it just it, it reminds me of purito where it's just heavy in one flavor profile. It tastes like a Nicaraguan Corojo purito. The standard cigar. I mean, both of these are outputting infinitely more smoke than the Davidoff Royal release that we smoked last episode for oh, the yeah. hundredth. It's insane. I like the size better at four and a half by 36 than the little Purito just because it, it, it's, it feels a little too small. Like I feel like I'm smoking a cigarette. (laughs) Okay. Three and and five eighths by 22. Wow. Right. Yeah. That just like, Tastes like a leaf of lajero or something, mm-hmm. which is great. You know, we were smoking those puritas in um, Mexico, yeah, uh, and I could smoke those things all night. I mean, or the Aganorsa puritas that we yeah, did when we were in Miami, them right there, and the, I think the lajero in Mexico was my favorite too. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah, this is. I don't would never see myself smoking this tiny little thing, but. If it had a band on it, I mean that is that's pretty badass. I think I think Ramsey said both had bands. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I would gravitate other than for the, the I'm going to call it a purito. It may not be, but the three and eighths by twenty two. If it is a purito, I would be more um, willing to grab it just to try an individual leaf. It's a if it's a blended cigar. You know, with traditional wrapper binder filler, I don't see how, but it could be. Uh, I'd be less inclined to pick it up. There's simply no for it'd be fun to try. It's always fun to try those individual leaves to further your cigar knowledge. But this regular cigar, I'd buy this and smoke oh. this all day. No, no doubt. The smoke output is. I mean, it's windy, but you can see it. I'm blasting my wife, who's on the hammock behind me. But this thing is very good for five dollars. Yeah. My God. I think I think I enjoy these more. Uh, maybe not the 22 ring gauge cigar. It may be on par, but I enjoy this 36 ring gauge cigar more than Villager Exports. And I'll be curious to see if this Ooh, cigar I, yeah, is a, hmm. um, short filler or long filler. This The one that's cut reminds me a lot of Villager. Do they have little Puritos? I have no idea. 
Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I also am curious if this is hand rolled or machine made. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I think both. I think this is definitely hand rolled. I think the bigger one is. I think this could be surely the smaller one. I don't know. Um, Tiny machine hands. I mean, the the ash on this, too, and the construction, the bigger one is great. All day I would would entertain this. The the smaller one is just a little too small. Like I would. It's like a toothpick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This in the truck for those five-minute drives? I mean, hell, this is going to be like a 30-minute cigar, I bet. Yeah, it will be. Damn. We need to order whatever this is. So know, what are right? we doing with this podcast? We're just discussing both? Yeah, it'll be a little shorter of a podcast, but we wanted to do this blind. Um, you know, it's going to be tough to get a $5 cigar that's going to be anything bigger than these that actually is decent. Um yeah, just smoking these, shooting the shit. I haven't really, uh, you know, really talked about my bourbon trail trip. You know, I had some time off there. Oh, are you, you prompting know, my, me for questions? My bourbon, my bourbon you, trail trip. You know, how the yes, hell Griff. was the bourbon trip, mm. the bourbon trail? You officially covered all of them, right? Griff, thank you so much for asking. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know if you, ass. if you would or not. Um, so I appreciate, appreciate you asking. Uh, yes, I did wrap up. The actual bourbon trail we, we went to from between 2019 and, and this year, we went to all of the distilleries. Uh, a lot of the ones that we went to this time, though, were on the craft distillery. Yeah. We hit most of the major ones last time, with exception of a few. Like, we went to Woodford this time, um, Stitzel Weller this time, uh, a couple other ones that were on the main one. And so it was really interesting to see the difference between a huge production facility like Buffalo Trace or Jim Beam or... Um, Jack Daniels, someone we went yeah. to last year as well. Heaven Absolutely Hill. turkey. And then you go to these smaller craft distilleries that are producing, you know, maybe 100 bottles a week, and they're in a two-room facility, you know, basically a, a gift shop and an actual brewery. So it was really cool to see different sides of the operation, and more so to the point how these smaller craft distilleries are surviving while they either – get their juice rested to be long enough, or now yeah. they are having that juice that is rested long enough and they're able to actually sell a straight bourbon whiskey or a bottled in bond, whatever it may be. And so I, I went in like, ah, I'm not going to buy too much because we're going to mostly craft ones. I'm not going to be, I wanted to go in and if I wasn't blown away, I didn't want to buy it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I ended up buying more than I did the first time. I that think I you're went. blown away on a lot. Of, I mean, from what it looked like. Yeah. And not all of it was bourbon. Like I bought a uh, absinthe. I brought. I bought some like bourbon creams, which I normally Ugh. don't like. Yeah. But these were uh, good. just stupid good. And so I was like, you know what? I've never seen these before. Why? Why not? And it was cool supporting you know a smaller craft distillery. So what? Ton of fun. Uh, we are planning on going up probably next year and hitting up Cincinnati area and finishing out the craft uh, bourbon trail. But we also finished the urban bourbon trail, which is their food one. So, a lot of fun. What? So, if y'all, if you like, name just a small like. What was like the first one you went to? It was like inside the road. It looked like. <laughs> yeah, that was dueling grounds, uh, just outside of Tennessee, right on the border. And that was the first distillery of the trip. It um, it was good, but it didn't blow me away. It also because like, hey, it's the first one. I don't necessarily want to spend yeah. money that I didn't, but. Uh, it was it was fun. It's a really small, very very small building, and they're you know slowly expanding. Every company that we talk to, obviously we're in the bourbon room boom right now, but 
Everyone's yeah. like, yeah, we're, we're getting more Rick houses or we're expanding our, uh, uh, you know, copper stills or, or whatever it may be. So everyone was doing successful, even the smaller craft distilleries. So, but if they had a bottle there that you liked, I mean, comparative, you know, comparing it to some of the larger distilleries, are they reasonably priced? Are they more expensive than those to justify? Yeah, I, I think, I think a lot of the stuff that I purchased with exception of a few was maybe slightly more expensive than what you would expect yeah. for what's in the bottle. Yeah. Um, like I bought a town brand or not town brand, excuse me, a, a green river distilling company, which is now on the bourbon trail. They are the number 10 DSP, I believe if memory serves. And they recently just were, they were uh, able to get the rights to their name back so they can get that DSP number back. Um, like they were fantastic. I bought a bottle, super happy. That was like $35 to get the beautiful tin was an extra five bucks. Oh yeah. Like great price. Amazing juice. They're going to start. I think three days after I was there, they came out with their weeded bourbon. So I was like, would have loved to have gotten that or, or be able to try that. Yeah. That was a standout for me. I think even though they're not craft, they, they're not smaller by any means, but that one was one that I never tried before that stood out for me. I think my favorite ended up being Bardstown though. Yeah. I didn't think I would like the newness, the cleanliness of, you know, the buildings and it's very methodical where you go to like wild turkey and and there's texture and history behind the buildings. Mm. I didn't think I would like their process and kind of all the technology they've incorporated into it, but I was pleasantly surprised, blown away. I loved uh, all of the, the bourbons that we've tried. The facility is amazing. Oh, it's insane. I wish it wasn't as expensive as it was though. Yeah, that's the thing. It's very, very expensive. Um, we did the thieving tour like you did, and we were one of the barrels was one of the origins uh, that yeah. wasn't bottled yet, which was pretty cool. And um, I just, I, I thought the same thing. I mean, it was amazing. The campus was just unreal. Uh, mm. Just the price was like I rough. bought their new rye whiskey that had just been released. I texted oh, the Alec. green label. The green, yeah. I texted Alec because I noticed they had Alec Bradley cigars um, for Bardstown, and he's like, "Hey, if they have it, get the rye." And they just so happened to actually have the rye autographed by their head distiller. So yeah. I think that was like a hundred, which is to me a lot for a rye. Yeah. But um, especially for one that I haven't tried. But it was too cool to get a new release that was just coming out. Yeah. While I was in the distillery. Yeah. Yeah. And you were saying their restaurants amazing. I need to go back. And, I, uh, I would go back just for the food, honestly. Um, it's we were hearing insane reviews about it and and it was unreal we had bourbon slushies and those um, those looked really good i mean the food was killer absolutely a huge bourbon selection too not not just bardstown bourbon it was amazing to hear how much bourbon they produce for people that Mm. aren't them i think it was like 95 percent of the bourbon that's in their warehouses is contracted for other companies big or small uh, that yeah. was amazing. And they're constantly, I think they're adding like three new Rick houses each year. I, don't or know. Something I think like they that. said it's, they had like 550,000 barrels or something mm-hmm. on site or something like that. I mean, the numbers are insane. It's astronomical for it. And dude, their Rick houses were really, really nice. Those Beautiful. clear glasses. So you yeah. can see into them, the thieving, that um, little like private speakeasy bar in the yeah. thieving uh, tour that yeah. was back there for private events and stuff like that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's they really cool, put in having like a billions of dollars, a wedding or an event out there. 
which I think a lot, you know, they do a lot of. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, could you imagine how expensive that is? Oh my god! So the guy we were with, uh, Dave's cousin Ryan, I believe he said that his best friend rented the place out or whatever for some event, and he said it was unreal. It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah, no uh, shit. But yeah, I, I'm sure it was rather pricey. I think going back. I don't necessarily it's gonna be something we do every year, but I would love to go back. I, we, like I went back to Willet again for yeah. the second time. We did a just a tasting tour last time, the first time we were there. This time we did the actual distillery tour, which was a lot of fun. Um, I was kind of upset the first time I got to taste Purple Top was there on the tasting tour. I was for some reason hoping that I would get Purple Top again on just the regular distillery tour, but we didn't. Uh, but I have to admit, I enjoyed the pot still more than I ever had before. Oh. So I did buy a bottle of pot still, and I oh. normally I normally have that exact same reaction. I it think, was also one of those like I don't have a pot still bottle and thank God sure it looks great well I do now um, <laughs> but I was uh, impressed with their other like their Bardstown bottle and bond some of their yeah. lower end stuff because uh, normally for me it's just the family estate yeah but I was happy with those lower end offerings I think I picked up a bottle of their bottle and bond old yeah Bardstown. I think they had all the different sizes of the pot still like the one seven five pot still which was massive mm-hmm. uh, like. It, terrified to travel bucks. anywhere with it i know but, right uh, it was crazy just to hear i was just perusing and some guy walked in and was like holy shit y'all y'all have actual pot still available and i'm like oh yeah god yes they i mean do, anytime buddy, i see save it yourself don't buy it double the price and yep i'm normally the same way but it was hitting that day i will be interested when you open if you haven't already and now you're back home you're you're not excited exactly. about it anymore if it's gonna exactly. be as good as you think it is. I'm going to bet it's it not. Yeah. But I I do not regret buying the bottle. Yeah, that's good. Just for the bottle itself. And the like I I think I heard just in the 5 minutes we were downstairs before we went upstairs 12 people walk in joking which was just cringeworthy. So you got any purple tops behind the bar? I'm like, "Oh my god, kill me." Oh god. Yep. It's like, no, if it's out, it's out. How many times a day do they get asked that? Oh. I'm like Every, every hour. You. Oh, yeah. What, what do you think, Tom? You think it's... Oh, yeah, I've got Tom, one right we here. Tom, we were holding it for it? you. Yeah, we're holding it just for you. I'm glad it's, you're here. It is. When you walk in, you see all the four-year stuff. It's like... It's, it's hard to I, tell from a distance. I know. I walked know? in, and they had a uh, just the green-foiled um, uh, rye. Yeah. And it was like in the cabinet, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, is that green? Is that a darker color? So I'm like waddling over there and I'm like, oh. I believed you for a quick second when you said you were first there or whatever. I'm like, I could see easily. You could see me doing that. On a Wednesday, though, being first Mm -hmm. there, like they have four, six, or ten available because that's usually how it happens. But Will it Wednesday, baby? But uh, I was like, nah, you're not. There's no shot. No, no, not not a shot at all. I didn't find anything crazy. There was no. No. We I stopped in as many liquor stores as I wanted to or I could, yeah. um, not expecting to find unicorn bottles or the hopes of. The only place that I went into was connected to a gas station, and they had the full BTAC collection. They had Weller Twelve, Weller Full Proof, the whole gambit. Uh, it was naturally as you suspected. It would it was overpriced, but he's yeah. like, you know, oh yeah, I got this. You interested? And I'm like, shoot me a number. Yeah, twelve hundred for Weller twelve. And I'm like, yeah, nope. what? <laughs> yeah, for Weller. 12. I'm like, I get why God. it's up there in the fucking sun all day long. Ugh, I get it. People, they want to draw in customers. If you sell it, you sell yeah. it. That's great. I mean, you you're get making. It's like you know, people go to Vegas and just drop ungodly amounts mm. of money. It's the same thing. And 
uh, you know, a lot of those bottles you can't find in a, in their natural habitats. So it's like, well, here it's here. I'm in. If you Kentucky. had the money, I mean, we're both sitting it. here. I if bet we had. If that was, yes. yeah. If if that was chump change to us, we all of us are buying that. You know, yeah. No questions asked. Yeah, yeah. So I get it, and they sell it once that they've made any type of annoyance of. Yeah. Telling their customers how expensive it is. Yeah, the place that was next to our Airbnb had everything as well and the same guy every single day every night we went over there it was a different number for i can't remember what year the purple top was but uh every number every night it was like he dropped it by 150 or 200 bucks until someone um, bought it yeah the ryan was or uh matt was the same guy that was asking every night he's like uh because none of it had price tags and um he, he never did get to where matt wanted to be but yeah um that's awesome. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, Nashville. We went to Nashville after that. That was great. Uh, I love that city. Mm-hmm. It's so fun to just, I mean, where we were staying in our friend's apartment, literally downtown, the music section, just so much to do. Yeah. Uh, and then Huntsville was really great, too. Overall. Yeah, I forgot. You went all, all those places. We went everywhere. We went everywhere. Did my first uh, uh, murder mystery in a speakeasy oh. uh, in Huntsville that they used to hide the booze. Oh, that's cool. That was one of the most fun experiences that I've ever had. Because I've cool. never had to, you know, I wasn't in drama or anything like that. So having to yeah. like act out a character, and, yeah. uh, it, was, it was a lot more fun. Amazing cocktails. Essentially, you walk in, you get two drinks included in this thing. And they have a sheet that has, you select the type of liquor that you want, every liquor that you could imagine. And then you pick two different flavor profiles. So yeah. like sm- sweet and, and smoky yeah. or, or yeah. bitter and whatever, yeah. whatever. And they just make you a cocktail. Yeah. There's and they a were place, some of the best damn cocktails I've had. Vault Invader downtown Greenville has that. It's called like dealer's choice. And, but you don't pick the liquor. You just pick the two words. And uh, uh-huh. sometimes shit comes out on fire. It's Meg always yeah. does it. I don't. I usually get something else. But it's it's a lot of fun. It's get, it's pretty interesting to see kind of what they whip up. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, world mm. traveler for you. I know. I know. It was long overdue. Um, but if you are interested in, I forgot to mention this earlier, uh, so hopefully you haven't purchased it yet, or if you have, uh, you'll use it for next time. Uh, use the discount code podcast, uh, to receive 20% off select retail items. So I want to start to kind of narrow down our thoughts on each of these. I am noticing that the smaller 22 ring gauge cigar is going out. Maybe I'm not smoking it. Yeah, it was. But it's going out quite often for me, and I can only get so close to light it without it taking my eyebrows. Uh, to me, I lighter. mean, again, I, I have, I've never seen any of these sizes in a shop or have any of these sizes in general. To me, that reminds me of a Villiger just because, you know, there's exports and they also have those other things. I can't remember what they call them. And I could see Villiger doing something like that. Yeah. It's that, like, Swiss side of them that mm-hmm. – I don't know, for some reason, just like those short smokes yeah, to yeah. cater to that market that smokes differently uh, than U.S. The, consumers. The bigger, I mean, underlying spice, I mean, that HVC doesn't make anything like that, but like, you know, that could be in line with like an HVC profile. Mm-hmm. Um, origin, I'm amazed uh, at how much flavor is in depth of flavor in the. 38, 36 ring gauge cigar. The the 22 ring gauge cigar, I still think it's a Purito because it's pretty one-dimensional, um, but it's it's good tobacco. 
which yeah. is I'm very, very surprised about. Where do you think the bigger, quote unquote, um, country of origin? I think the 36 ring gauge cigar is Nicaragua. Yeah, I was thinking Nic- Nicaragua as well. Yeah. I think, I don't know about the 22 ring gauge cigar. Like, I, part of me is like, it's, I, st- I think it's Corojo. And I, I, I almost want to say it's Aganorsa, but I don't know. They don't make anything don't outside of their Aganorsa, Aganorsa uh, sampling uh, kits. Yeah. Wind is so crazy. not being Aganorsa, it could be Castagli. But hmm. I, I think their cigars were more in line of something like this than kind of that rustic Purito. I, I definitely, I mean, I probably wouldn't purchase the smaller one just because it's a uh, it's just too small, I think. But do you think maybe this is? Wasn't it Aganorsa that we saw that had really small vitolas that we wanted to buy bundles of? Or was that HVC? No, it was Aganorsa. Uh, but those were like a dollar fifty each. Were they that? Which cheap is another there? podcast. Yes, yes, we need those. Were cheaper sure. than this. Um, I, I don't know. I, I have no yeah, idea. I, I, I can't put a brand to. Uh, my mm-hmm. my gut is Villager for the small small one, and yeah, HVC profile for the bigger. But HVC doesn't make anything that small. Yeah, so. I'm really curious. I would buy, I would smoke all of these again, and I would buy the 36 ring gauge. Okay, so the 22 ring gauge cigar is drum roll, Davidoff wow. signature Esquitos. Interesting. What? So that's a Davidoff Purito format small cigar. Description, conceived to be the world's smallest hand-rolled long-filler cigar, the classic Esquitos preserves the exemplary Davidoff blend, known for its balance and elegance. With a 22 ring gauge diameter, this petite cigar delivers the aficionado a momentary escape from their day-to-day commotion, even if only for a 10-minute smoking experience. That is crazy. Wow. Could you buy one of these, Ramsey, or... Really? No go, go to the picture. It has the uh, a band on. Can you show the picture of the cigar? Oh, look at that. Different than the normal. It just says Davidoff. It looks a lot bigger. Yeah. And surprisingly, uh, Ramsey, if, if you'll scroll down, it's a Ecuadorian wrapper with Mexico binder and Dominican Republic filler. It's a full damn cigar. It is That's not a Purito. Insane. I and and that means it's hand rolled. Yeah. I don't. That's badass. That's awesome. But I don't. It, it didn't remind me of a Davidoff. But it was a. It was it was good. If you're mm-hmm. budget or you know tight on time and and you know you get a 15 minute smoking break and you don't like smoking cigarettes but you love smoking cigars. Um, that's a great a great Where, little thing. I'm surprised it doesn't come in tins. That's so. cool. I didn't know Davidoff did that. Neither did I. I know they had the little tin ones, so about $4.40 a cigar based off Davidoff's uh, MSRP. I kind of want to buy some of these because they'd be cool with That's the band, not, too. Just yeah. Enough. And it's a box, not a tin. I like that even more. It makes yeah. it seem more elegant and expensive like than a, it is. The size of a post-it note. <laughs> you know? Fits in a, a, just a regular envelope. The picture is deceiving on that, on that picture. It really is. They look... And to my point about Neptune, uh, the last podcast, I... Uh, I enjoy seeing the actual photo of the cigar because that thing looked like yeah. a normal cigar in that box. 
Bana- I need a banana for scale. I mean, look, it looks like a t- toothpick. Mm. That's cool. It's a surefire way to get pulled over by the cops if you're uh, yeah, driving no with kidding. that in your mouth. So the next one is Holy a Placencia shit. Reserva Original Nestico. Wow. From Honduras. A box of 25 is $101 on, looks like, Cigar International. That is... Never. I mean, I've heard of the Reserva Original, of course, but I didn't know it had... Yeah. They came in that... They were that small. Oh, I would buy tins of this a box. And it's a box, too. That is badass. Oh, God. That's... That's impressive. I'm going to have to order some of these. Mm-hmm. Nestico. I wonder if they, 36. I'm going to assume they have their other blends in a similar size. That is badass. Yeah, that's really, really good. I like that's they a, call it a petite Corona. I do not call this. cigar. It's like a petite Lancero. That's like a child wow. Corona. Kitty. That kitty, was super impressive. Corona. Kitty Corona. Because I'm, I'm going through the, the humidor, and I'm not picking that up. Just based off, because I know how much I enjoy like the regular Corona or uh, the Robusto. But that, for a quick little smoke, and that's what? Just under $5? Well, I've never seen a cigar shop with this these types of sizes. So look at the ratings. Yeah. On. 43. 43 ratings, four and a half stars. Uh, that's awesome. Amazing. The fact that you can get... Placencia tobacco under $5 is wild. And it'd actually be a great, you know, yeah. smoking cigar. It's not. And there's a foot band. Uh, there's three bands on that thing. Yeah, it takes up the whole cigar, I bet. God. And it's in a box. That's crazy. Well, well done oh, yeah. on that. Yeah, that was awesome. That is a I'm very I'm going to have to take a look out for those. Four and a half, 36. That's a good size. I wish we. <sighs> Imagine making a cigar in that size. Yeah. We think 44 is our favorite. Yeah. No 36. That was cool. Do uh, That could be the, uh, the next pinky. <laughs> True. <laughs> so that was awesome. Thank you, Ramsey, for getting those out to us yeah, so we could do out. that. Let's do a giveaway. Smoke two of them in 35 minutes. Exactly. For 10 bucks, which is the price of a normal cigar. That's crazy. Uh, what do we want to give away? Let's give away a five-pack of our April Customs, Cayabaros. Um, in the comments below, let us know. We just did our 100th episode uh, the week before this one. I want to know, in the comments below, out of the 100 episodes that have aired, what has been your favorite Cigar Club podcast episode? I want to know the episode number and uh, why it was your favorite. So let us know in the comments below. And we will pick out a winner to send a five pack of our April customs to. There you have it. That was there you fun. have it, folks. That was a great time. Thank you for joining us. Uh, until next time, happy smoking. Peace.